the poor quarters where the ragged people go Looking for the places only they would know Guacamole. Was that good harmonies or what? Or what? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But you know what this is for sure? American Brews and Tunes. That's right. American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity beebity. Thanks again for joining us for another one-off, very special episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yes, welcome one and all. For those of you who like music, you probably noticed that that beginning song, and I'm not talking about the theme song, but the song that we played on guitar, was Simon and Garfunkel. What? What? Whoa, surprise. Yep, and surprise, surprise. And like our... Our regular listeners, you know that when we do a one-off episode, we only listen to one album and drink one brew. Yes. So it's only fitting that the album that we listen to is from Simon and Garfunkel this week. Yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. we're a duo. They're a duo. They're internationally known. We're... There, there have been people who have <laughs> listened to us internationally. <laughs> but not like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, if we did it, put it this way, if we were to go to New York City and, uh, and put on a live show, put on a live show, there would be nobody there. Probably not. But in the 70s, when they did their concert at Central Park, I believe there was over 500,000 people there. Really? So there's oh a little gosh. bit of difference between Stephen and Jesse and, and Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yep. But only a little difference. Yeah, only a little bit. I yeah. mean, age is one. Age is one. And, and popularity, that's about it. And talent. And names. <laughs> and names. And good singing and songwriting. <laughs> uh, they've got us beat all around. Yep. But that's okay, because we like them. Anyways, uh, like I said, this is a special one-off episode where we each talk about one album that we're familiar with, and we each try the same beer. Uh, this week, we are listening to Wednesday Morning, 3 a.m. by Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. And what is the one beer that we're trying this week? This is going to be a grand slam of a beer, I think. I don't know. Why don't you stop hopping around the bush? All right. <laughs> and let's this ring the, the bell. <laughs> this beer is from Bell's Brewing. And? And it's called Hop Slam Ale. Hop Slam. This is a very coveted IPA. It really is. Uh-huh. Uh, comes out once a, once a year, right? Once a year. And you're supposed um, to enjoy it fresh, as fresh as possible. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a super balanced IPA. Uh, but the interesting yes. thing is they put honey in it. Yes. Uh, so for it being like so aggressively hoppy, it really isn't. Because no. I, I think they hop the crap out of it. Uh, it should be, I, I think it might be kind of high on the IBU level. You'll look that up while we talk about this. But, yeah. but it's so balanced out, it's really smooth, and it's got this nice sweetness from the honey. Uh, we have had this before, so it's not our first time trying but it. This is a this is the new year, though. A new it's year. a new year, so it's a, it's a, a, a one-a-year type deal. I don't think I've had it in a, like a couple of years, maybe two or three years. I haven't had it since a year. I'm looking at the can right now, and it says, shelf life, three months. And uh, when I look at, like, when it was brewed, um, it was packaged uh, on January 15th, 2018. And right now, we're recording this episode 
uh, February 1st. Uh, so this, this beer is less than two weeks old. Yes. It's so fresh. It's quite fresh. What's the IBU level that you have uh, there? Only 70. 70? Which 70 is still pretty high. Yeah. 70 uh, is high, but it doesn't taste like that. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about the IBU level before, but in, just as a refresher, it stands for International Bitter Units. Yep. So uh, it's it's kind of just a I don't know if it's a man it's a man probably man, every, I think so, every yeah. scale's man made let's be honest basically yeah uh, so it's it's a unit of measurement to tell how hoppy a beer is or how bitter it is how bitter yeah um so seventy's pretty high yeah um, I mean if you like a, a normal lager would probably be like ten maybe maybe even a little higher than that but not much yeah yeah so this is it's pretty like I'd say a standard IPA is probably like forty yeah maybe 40 or 30, 40, 50. So seventy is pretty high, but they balance this out really well. They put in enough malts to, to give it a nice backbone, but not seem bready almost. Yeah, um, and they add honey for the sweetness. It does ring in at ten percent alcohol by volume, which is pretty darn high. Yeah, uh, and, and it doesn't taste like it. I know that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really the surprising part. Yeah. Because whenever I first tried this, I was like, "Wow, ten percent double IPA. This is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be hard." And to then drink. I tasted it, and I was like. This is really sweet and delicious. And not like 10% at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's say we, we crack these and review them real quick. Yep. And these and are see in, if they changed at all. These are in cans, so you're going to hear a nice little, a nice little instead of a click. <laughs> Cracking mm. the cans. I'm just smelling it right now. I can As soon as I cracked it, I smelled and it. It smells great. I, I could smell it as soon as the, the can cracked. I'm I'm even a little bit stuffed up right now, and I I could still smell it like immediately. Maybe hops clear sinuses in the way that I like, really hope hot they do. Does. <laughs> I hope they do because I'm stuffed up right now. Wow! I poured mine in. It's all poured and whatnot. I got a nice uh, foamy head on the top. Same here. Uh, color wise, it's it's pretty dark for for an IPA. I guess would you yeah, say you can't really see through it. Yeah, you can't see through it. I wouldn't can't say it's hazy, you. but it's it's a dark color. Yeah, it's it's more. What color would you call that? Uh, I would say it's kind of like a, a brown, well, burnt orange. Yeah, more of like a burnt orange than a brown orange. Like burnt orange. Uh, kind so of like a rusty color. Yeah, so except much darker, darker than, than most IPAs you have. A darker rust. Not like the brand new rust where it's like orange. <laughs> brand new rust. Baby rust. Yeah, not baby rust. This is old man rust right here. Yeah. So old man rust is in our glass. <laughs> yeah. You know what I said to him? That's a new color, everybody. Old man rust. You know what I said to old man rust? What? Get out of here. No. <laughs> and then he said, no, I'm in your glass. And then you say, all right, well, at least get into my belly. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> I was trying to think of something really clever to say. Get out of here was just the first thing that popped into my head. It, I knew it wasn't a great joke, but I just no, said it, it. wasn't. Uh, so what do you say we clink these glasses and see if we uh, taste taste is spot on to what we remember? <laughs> yeah. Okay, All right. Sounds good. Here goes our, everybody's favorite key phrase from American <laughs> Brews and Tunes. <gasps> Shiba da beep do. It's a little thicker than I remember, in all honesty, but it's still really smooth. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm getting is that. There's a really, really nice initial sweetness. Yeah. And then eventually as the whole like gulp that you took fills your mouth up before you swallow it, it like it sends like a wave of hoppiness through your at least for me, it sent it sent a wave of hoppiness through my mouth. No, I think that makes sense. Uh, and the sweetness kinda goes away fairly it quickly. Comes, it comes back a little tiny bit. 
But like, after after I've already swallowed the beer, all that I taste is a nice lingering bitterness. Yeah. It's so very, it's not an overpowering. It's pleasant. The bitterness is a. Uh, it's it's definitely like that. Um, oh, excuse me. More of like a meaty hop. Yes, I agree. It's with not you. really. Uh, it's not really citrusy at all. There's um, a citrusy, uh, slight, a slight citrusy, but not like oh. But not, I think not I think the, the I think the citrus that you're tasting is that little underlying note of honey. It could be. It I could be playing with my that, taste buds. I think that little tiny bit of sweetness comes back in. in it the could be that. It could be that. And it's just, it's just, it's so good. It's just so golden good. It is. I love this beer. It's fantastic. I'm gonna go in for another sip. Yeah, I just did, and unfortunately, there's only 12 ounces of it. This beer really holds up. Yeah, it does. I would strongly recommend trying. Ooh, if you don't so like good. IPAs, even give it a shot. What the heck? Why if you, not? If you don't like IPAs, you won't like it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be honest. My dad hates IPAs, and I think I gave him a try, and he's like, it's okay. <laughs> Which normally he's like, it's okay. Normally he's like, gross. <laughs> but I think I think he was like, it's okay for this one. Well, old man Rust, you're pretty good. Yes, we like old man Rust. Thank you. We hop slam that old man Rust. We hop slam to the high five. We did. We hop slam palms with old man rest. <laughs> so he why said, don't you hop slam your palms with old man rest and yeah, join us? He said in our our quest for hops. Yeah, he said now, boys, on your quest for hops, you must first hop slam me. Hop slam my palm. Hop slam my palm, boys. <laughs> and then we said, all right, old man rest. Sounds great. Then then he was like, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. We should. We should come up with a t-shirt design where it's like a pint glass that's got rust on it. And out of the rust is coming like a hand that's going in for a high five. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? With, uh, with us. High-fiving old high-fiving man rust. old man rust. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Let's go to the music. Um, if our opinions of this beer change at all over the, the course of this podcast, we will let you know. Otherwise, As always, we will let you know. Yep. We will move on to the album. Yep. Wednesday morning, 3 a.m. by Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, so Simon and Garfunkel is a folk group from New York City. Obviously, mm-hmm. they've got lots of New York City themed stuff going in their music. Yes, they do. Um, their this is their first album. It's their debut album. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It is. It came out in 1964, so it's 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 old. Um, yeah. It kind of came out around the time that the uh, the British invasion was happening. Yeah. And so what folk music wasn't 100 percent as famous as it got in the couple of years that followed, uh, but it was it was gaining popularity during the time of this. Stylistically, this album's almost all acoustic. Uh, there's not. I don't think there's. there's a, is there any percussion? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Because um, there's definitely some bass that comes in. There's a banjo. Oh, che- yeah, no, a mandolin. I believe is what that mandolin. is. Mandolin. There's definitely a cello. Yeah, definitely a cello. I don't think there's any percussion though. But I mean, I think it's all acoustic though. Yeah. Even if there was percussion, it still yeah. counts as acoustic. Um, there's nothing electrically amplified. In this agreed. Album. Agreed. Other than their voices with microphones, but yeah. that doesn't count. That yeah, it doesn't like um, count. Simon and Garfunkel have been playing together uh, under different names since high school, so they've they've been playing oh, really? together. Yeah, uh, I think they went under the name Tom and Jerry for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went and did college and split up, and then came back and did this. Huh. Um, and as soon as they released the album, it bombed. It was not successful. Really? Uh, they called it quits pretty much after this album didn't do well. Wow. Uh, I I can't remember what Garfunkel did, but I know uh, Paul Simon went to I, I think England, maybe London. Yeah, and he did. Uh, I don't know if he was like studying over there, but he definitely released a solo album in London. Um, and do you know what brought them together? What? Uh, the sounds of silence started picking up radio play from a, a late night DJ in Boston, and it oh, started really? getting popular. And uh, I believe the guy who who produced this album decided to make an overdubbed version where they overdubbed 
an electric guitar, drums, and a bass. And that's where the oh, that's so it's, it's the same that. version, but they they added instrumentation over it, and they released that one up, and then it it became Blew a huge up. hit. And Simon Garfunkel like, oh, maybe we should keep making music. So they <laughs> they got back together. Thank goodness that got popular. Yeah, so that's that's good. Um, and after this the success of this, the Wednesday morning three a.m. album was re released in 1966, and the band found more success. Yay! And they gave us great music to come. Yes, they did. Wow, what a great Crazy. album. I like this album. I can't imagine it bombing, but um, I mean, I I could kind of see it. I don't know. A lot I guess of the, it wasn't. It might not have been the right place, at the right time, as soon as they released it. Yeah, some of the some of the songs almost seem like camp camp folk. Yeah, like campy. campy. Yeah. yeah, there's a whimsicalness to some of them that's yeah. almost a little too goofy, almost. But we'll, yeah. we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, so we're gonna go through the track listing, and we'll stop on on the ones we recommend. On the ones we don't recommend, we will continue through. Yeah, I got. I had a hard time choosing. I had an easy time choosing. Which one to recommend? Which ones to recommend? Because I've been listening to this one for so long, and I have a, a fun rating system on here again. Oh, do you? Uh, yes. So Mine track is number normal, one is usual. "You Can Tell the World." Uh, I gave this song a rating of Wednesday morning, eleven a.m. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, which is it's decent. You're like halfway through the week. It's eleven a.m. You're fully energized, you know, and you're like, all right, I'm halfway through the week. This isn't too bad. It's pretty good, you know. We've got the ball rolling. Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. Uh, and they get the ball rolling with this song. It's a fast and exciting way to start the album, but I don't recommend it. No, same here. Good harmonies, it's fast. Uh, it's a cover, like I said, uh, so they didn't write it. Uh, track number two is called Last Night I Had the Strangest Dream. I gave it Sunday night at 9 p.m. because that's not really good. You're like, ugh. Yeah, like, the weekend's over. i got to get up early tomorrow. Yeah, um, I, th- this is the campy song that yeah, I was talking about. I don't really care for it. It's 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 a cover, uh, like I said again. Is it a slower? Cover? Yeah. Okay. Who was uh, it originally by? I can't remember off the top of my head. I was going to say, this, is like, this doesn't like sound like the type of words that Paul Simon would normally write. No, it, it, it isn't. Okay. Um, so I don't really... There are quite a few covers on here, then. There are. I didn't really care for that one, but mm. I wouldn't say it's my least favorite, but I, I could do without it. Yeah. Uh, song number three is called Bleecker Street. Bleecker Street. Bleecker Street. Bleecker uh, Street. It's the first original song on the album. Yeah. Uh, and I gave this a Saturday Saturday morning, 9 a.m. So oh, perfect. Part, right of, the, part cartoons... of the weekend's part of the weekend's already gone, but you also have a lot of it ahead. You're you, you're woken up after you slept in. You're feeling really good. You know, you got yeah. t- cartoons. You're like, I got this whole day. This is great. Yep. So nice. it's so I, you're I, feeling good there. I do like that song a lot. I didn't recommend it, but uh, I think it's, it's I. a good one. Uh, slower and more contemplative, and the music sounds more contemplative. I think the music sounds a lot more yeah, focused yeah, yeah. than the first two songs, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, great melodies and harmonies as per usual. Um, and I think the song's about loneliness in a crowded place. Uh, that yeah, being New kinda, York City. It kind of seems like that. It, it almost seems like it's personal, because like I, one of the lines is so. like, one of the lines is talking about a poet. And uh, about like thirty bucks. And he's like rent. thirty bucks pays for rent. Yeah, on like Bleecker Street. On Bleecker Street, yeah. But I don't recommend it. So shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Song number four is called Sparrow, which I gave an honorable mention. Same here. Uh, I like and song. I gave it another again Saturday morning, nine a.m. So it's okay, I, I nice. liked it a lot. Uh, I like the guitar at the beginning. It's kind of odd sounding, and then it gets really fast. And yeah. I don't like to say ominous because I think I overuse that word. Okay. But it almost sounds ominous. <laughs> <laughs> it like, almost sounds ominous. Like you're on like this a stormy sea almost. I don't know. That's just it's, yeah. What? Uh, well, maybe it's driving. The, maybe the sparrow is flying. It could. Uh, that might uh, make more sense because the song has a lot of imagery in it. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I I think the song is definitely about being forgotten or left out during times of need. Yeah. Because uh, there's the song's about a sparrow. Yep. Like a little looking, sparrow looking for rest, and he's they're like. 
The oak tree said no. Yeah. I'm not going to provide any warmth for a cold uh, breast. Yeah, he looked for a friend or whatever in the swan said no. Yeah, that'd be weird. And then he looked for food, food and, food and the, the golden wheat. The golden wheat said no. I need no, I need, yeah, I need to be able to grow. Yeah. You know what I thought of whenever I was, I was listening to the song today and I was like, huh, this is kind of like that one book, the one children's tree? book, where there's a little, a little duck or a little goose or something and going around saying... Are you my mother? Oh. <laughs> and then they're saying, no, I'm not your mother crazy. Yeah, I remember and that. And then the little duck keeps going on looking for I its mom. I don't know my mommy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was I was like, maybe the person who wrote that book heard the song and was like, that'd be kind of a nice children's book. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that very well could have happened. <laughs> but then at the end of the song... Uh, he dies, but the earth claims him. Yeah, the earth writes his eulogy for him. Yeah. It's kind because of cool. from dust you came... And to dust you shall return. Or those aren't the exact words like, they use. Something but like that. It's ashes to ashes, mm-hmm. dust to dust. You know that that whole that whole uh, phrase saying. Phrase saying. Yeah. Uh, I really like the harmonies on the song. Mm-hmm. Yee, lovely little sparrow. Doo, 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 doo. That's the guitar part. Uh, it's yep. just it's a really cool song. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, moving on. Yes, moving on. Song number five is called Benedictus, which Honorable is mention. a traditional song. Honorable mention for you? I like it, yeah. Uh, I gave it Wednesday morning 11 a.m. because I, it's not like my favorite, but I really think it's cool that they put it on here. Um, so that, was that a, is it a cover? Or did they it's write? It's traditional. Did they write they didn't, the original? They didn't, well, I'll explain. Did they write the original that Obviously, melodies? it's the original Latin text from the, is it from a mass? Probably, yeah. Probably, um, they took a two-part motet written by Orlande de Lassus. Okay. It's 14th century, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, it almost it almost felt like a... But a they few... reworked it. Yeah, okay. They reworked it, and they added the guitar and cello. Okay. It almost feels like... Well, it's a motet, obviously, but it almost has the same feeling as a fugue. Like, just a two-voice fugue, which is, yeah, basically, with... which is basically what a motet is. Yeah, I suppose so. You probably need but... more than two voices for a fugue. Like, yeah, probably I... need at least three. At least, I think so. But, I should know, but, but I don't know. No music theory right now. We don't need that. <laughs> but, uh, but it is really cool, though, and that's why... But that's I guess for I them mentioned. to have the song in here, it shows that they have studied music. Yeah, I think so. So that's, that's pretty cool. Anything else to say about that one? Um, just the fact that it's cool. Well, It's nice to hear like some, a classical-type piece. Let's on go on to that, that pretty cool song to perhaps one of the heaviest-hitting songs of all time. Okay. Track number six... Is called the sounds of silence. Recommended it. I recommended this as well. I gave Friday it Friday night, afternoon PM. at three a three p.m. I'm sorry, three oh, p.m. Whenever you're getting done with work, I'm home. I'm. I've got it's everything ahead to, of me. I'm feeling so to, good. Time to chill. Yeah. Um. This is perhaps one of the greatest songs ever written. I'm just gonna go out and throw it on a little. Yeah, bit. I think so as well. I mean, um, it's definitely up there. It was written. It was written before this album came out. Paul Simon wrote this when he was 21. Really. Um. And I. Th- I'm, I don't know how so it's been written for a couple of years before this uh, so this song has definitely withstood the, t- the, test, of the time. test of time yeah um, I read however that others thought the song was a bit of a joke at first oh, they really? played this out in comedy cl- not comedy clubs <laughs> it would be a joke then um, they played it at, at small clubs in New York right, like open mics and stuff and people kind of mocked it hmm. and, and they said like people would start laughing even after they said the first line hello darkness my old friend really um, have you heard the name Dave Van Ronk? No. Uh, that's his character is the one that they based Inside Lewin Davis on. Oh, okay. He he even uh, he was there when they played it once, like yeah. early on before it was recorded, and he's like, "Yeah, people mocked it." <laughs> Dang, that's so uh, crazy. Crazy, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, it's so good. But like I said earlier in the the intro, this uh, after they kind of called it quits, the song became popular after the overdub version was released. Yeah. Um, and the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, I also read that Paul Simon. There, he didn't say it himself, but there are accounts that he was appalled the first time he heard the overdub version. Oh, really? Because they didn't record to a click, so it kind of speeds up and slows down. Yeah. And there's yeah. one point in time when the drums and bass and guitar have to slow down for their words to catch up. And he's like, "This is sloppy and terrible." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, but it's um, that's such a good song. It is. It really is. Like, I guarantee. Everyone listening has probably heard this is at least once. You're probably very cognizant that you've heard it, but if not, you've definitely heard it unknowingly. Yeah. And if you haven't, if you truly believe you haven't, pause the episode and go listen to it. Yeah, pause the episode, go listen to it like ten times through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's phenomenal. Uh, the guitar is hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the melody and the harmonies do, 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 are fantastic. Yeah. And the lyrical content is beautiful. Yeah. Um. Paul Simon, he, uh... he he said that there's been there's always speculation, obviously, about what it is, but there, he is, has said on file, and I quote: "We have people unable to touch other people, unable to love other people. This song is about the inability to communicate." Hmm. So I mean, that makes sense. Like, there's the line: "People talking without speaking, people yeah, hearing without listening, without listening, yeah, people writing songs that voices never hear." Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. it's really good. Like really good written song, like lyrics. And even the first whole first verse is really sticks with you. Hello, darkness, mild friend. I've come to talk with you again. Come to talk with you again. Yeah, yeah. like just think about that. Ooh. About a vision softly creeping, left its seeds while I was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's it's just such a good song. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it at all. Yeah, for real though. Uh, like, the only bad thing I have to say about it, I guess, is that I don't listen to it enough. So shame <laughs> on me. Shame on me. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna slap myself in the face. I'm just kidding. That was just a little baby slap. Uh, but it's this song's fantastic. Um, it really is. I mean, I wonder if it's on. Is it? Have you like looked up, looked up lists? That it's oh, on? it's on so many top lists. I'm sure. I know the Library of Congress has uh, put it in their archives for really being historically important. Important. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Um, I wonder what other songs are on that list. The the, the Library quite a bit. of Congress. One of the most. Um, Poignant versions I've ever heard of this song was at the 10-year anniversary of September 11th. Yeah, I remember At Ground Zero, Paul Simon played it just by himself acoustically, yeah. and it was really... Really cool. ...somber and sad. Yeah. Um, but it was it was touching, because, like, Paul Simon, like we said, he's a New York guy, and for him to be there playing this song on the 10th year anniversary at Ground Zero meant a lot. Yeah. It was it was really cool to see. Hmm. Look that up sometime, also. It's, it's worth your time. You got anything else to say about that one? No. Well, brother... Well, brother... On. All right. Song number seven... It's called He Was My Brother, another original. Sad song. Hey there, brother! <laughs> it's not about Hulk Hogan. Um, Rating-wise, I gave it Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Okay, so yeah, it's very I, good. I like it as well. Um, it's uh, definitely uh, more folky, i Talking about his brother, this seems like a, a justice-type song. Yes, uh, it, it's definitely a justice song. I read that it's about uh, a couple of people in particularly... A couple of people, one in particular named Andrew Goodman, who was a fellow college student... Uh, that was murdered by the KKK. Him and two other people were murdered while okay. standing for civil rights. Wow. Uh, so when you read the lyrics, you can definitely tell. Yep. It's it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, uh, it's good, though. It's, ha- like it. it's, a ha- it's a real happy sounding, though. 
Mm-hmm. The, the the melody and the music's yeah. real happy, and then you hear the words, you're like, oh, you're like, this is kind of dark. That's like that's like a, a normal thing that songwriters do is that they like died so others could be it. his other brothers could be free, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. Powerful song. Mm-hmm. Um, next song. Yes. Uh, track number eight is called Peggy O. I Peggy gave it O. Friday afternoon, three p.m., and I gave it a, another star. I recommended it. Okay. <laughs> I do like this song as well. It's not like lyrically, it's really not that. That great. Uh, it's a traditional song. They didn't write it. Okay. Um, I've heard other, Bob Dylan's played it before. I've heard other mm-hmm. bands play it. Um, I just I like it. like like we were talking about about, about before whimsical, campy. Yeah. The guitar is kind of like that. Yeah. Do, it do, is. Do, uh... do, 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 It's just really goofy, but every time I hear it, it, it makes me happy. I, I don't know. That's kind of. Yeah. Like, I got you. I don't know. Like it, I like it, but I didn't recommend it. Yeah, it's it's a, a really fun sounding song. Uh, the harmonies combined with the melody are why I love it so much, and it just makes me happy. Um, the the verses are kind of like a what's the thing called a uh, a limerick. A limerick is it, are they? Where it's like a a b b a. Oh, okay. As we march down to Fenario, as we march down to Fenario. And they called her name Pretty Peggy O. Um, I don't think the beats match up with lim- Limerick, but the stylistically. Rhyme scheme? Rhyme scheme does. does? Okay. So it's, it's just fun. And every line ends with O. Yeah. Oh, Simon and Garfunkel, you guys. <laughs> oh. Oh, guys. Oh. Um, but I think it's a fun song. Uh, I don't think it's very deep by any means, but fun. No, I think it's just about a beautiful lady. It is. Literally. Uh, song number nine is called Go Tell Go It on the Mountain. Go Tell It on the Mountain. And yes, it is the traditional song that Cover. most people know. Yep. Um, I gave it Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. It's fine. It doesn't do much for me. No, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, like, all these all these uh, traditional songs heard sung by Simon and Garfunkel makes them better, mm-hmm. I think. I like it better than a lot of other versions I've, I've heard. Because, like, they have such great harmonies, so it's, They make it fun, yeah. It obviously makes it sound much better. See? There. there. Song number 10 is called The Sun is Burning. Uh, it's another cover. It is. Okay. It is. I gave a lot of covers on this. Sunday night, 9 p.m., because it's this is probably my least favorite on the album. Yeah. I mean, if I... I for the harmonies, I, I might not like it. I mean, I would say that I can't really remember what it sounds like, so obviously... The sun is burning... That's all I can remember. <laughs> By the fact that we're doing that, we should move on. Yeah, okay. To song number 11. To the my... times, they are a-changing. That's my second recommendation. Oh, yeah? I Even gave though... it Saturday morning, 9 a.m. I really like it. Even though it's a cover as well. It's a cover of? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Um, this song is just too good not to recommend. Yeah. And it's already, like, a super iconic song. Yeah. The Times They Are Changing is, I don't know if it's his most famous, but it's one of his most famous Definitely songs. Definitely one Dylan. of his most famous. Uh, withstands the test of time also. Um, yep. Lyrically, it's still relevant. Yep. It's It will literally always be lyrically relevant. I bet you The Times They Are Changing is probably archived with, with I would Congress think so. or whatever. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. If they're idiots, that's why it wouldn't be. But True. But either way. Um... Their harmonies really make the song awesome. Yeah. Because that's what makes it stand out from Bob Dylan's. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think and, it's awesome I mean, to hear. That's, I mean, that's basically all that's different about it. Like, it's, it's the same message. The guitar sounds the similar. Guitar sounds it's very the similar. Uh, it's, it's in a little bit, little bit different time. S- slightly different. Um, because what's the one line that they sing where it's, it's slightly different? 
I the timing is a little bit different. Bob Dylan kind of, I don't want to say lazy, but almost like ragtimey where he kind of does his, 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 more of his lazy, phrasings yeah. are different and he kind of oh, yeah. changes them up, like does some things early, does some late to, to kind of add an artistic spin on it. Where this Simon and Garfunkel is. is much more straightforward. I think they did it so that they, it would be easier for Harmony, so they were always doing the same yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yep. I think that's, that is exactly why they did it. Great cover, though. Yes, uh, and of course, last song, which last is song the, the, album. the title track, Wednesday morning, three a.m. It's a recommendation. My last recommendation as well. Friday afternoon, three p.m. It's kind of odd that the title track is last. Yeah, I, know. I don't think that I'm, I'm, I couldn't think it of is other. Kind of in, I'm sure there are other instances where artists have done that, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if, if that was intentional or what the rationale was. But I mean, it must have been yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Such a great song. It though. is, and lyrically. Like, uh, the song's about waking up early in the morning, presumably Wednesday morning at 3 a.m., <laughs> and looking over at your your uh, your love, your true love, uh, in order to, preser- to preserve that memory. Yep. Uh, why would you need to preserve that memory? Because he committed a crime. He committed a crime and held up a hard liquor store. Yep, for some uh, reason. And I'm, I'm assuming that he's either going to run away to avoid the law or he's going to jail. Well, yeah, uh, so he wants to preserve that memory because yeah, it's not going to have it. Yeah, because one of the lines is like, I'll be gone tomorrow, so like, I mm-hmm. want to preserve. We don't know why he's going to be gone, but we know he's going to be yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and his imagery when he's talking about it is, is really um, artistic, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just very well thought out, and I guess. The, the first part that strikes me about this song is just the guitar in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's so smooth and like just flows so well. Mm-hmm. And so, like from the first time you hear, from from the first time I heard this song, I was like, I already know I'm gonna like this song <laughs> because this guitar is great. It was it was the harmonies and melodies that that caught me because they they're so woven together yeah. to the point where within the context of one verse they trade off whoever's doing the melody and whoever's doing the harmony so many times. It's just it's yeah. so well written. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. it just flows so well together. The music is so well written. It, it's just I believe it makes me go. Like I this. believe. Mm. Hmm. I believe a good word for it would be seamless. It is seamless. Their woven lyrics are seamless. seamless. Are seamless. See. Mless. Mless. Okay. But it, it's a great song. I. <laughs> it really is. It is. Um. So in general, this album I like is very good. I really like I it. I mean, I could do without some of the campy covers, but... All in all, I can get past that. Yeah, same it's, here. It's it's a really great album. Same here because in, at the end of the day, I still like the campy covers. I do too. I, I, guess I wish really they touch... weren't as campy, but something we should have touched about at the beginning of the episode for those who aren't super familiar with Simon and Garfunkel is how well their voices go together. Yes, that's, that's really important. True. I think we we didn't touch upon that at all. That's very true. Um, if you've heard them, you already know. You know that, but for those of you who don't, and if you haven't, go listen to Sound of Silence. Paul Simon usually takes the lower register where lower Garfunkel yeah. has a. Beautifully high voice. Yeah. And their voices just sound so well together. Like their voices were made for each other almost. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just great. Just for just super just good. I think I mean, we had three that's... albums that came out afterwards. Maybe we'll do another one off of one of their albums. Yeah, we, we might, might have to. Yeah, because they've got a bunch that are, I mean, are great. We can always do repeat ours for these one-offs. Yeah, we could. Anyway, I would say that album probably gets a 4 out of 5 for me. I get a 4.5 out of 5. Or as I would say... Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Saturday morning, <laughs> 9 a.m. Uh, we we did have a request for a one-off. We did. Um, um, from listener Heidi Pavlikowski. Heidi, what up? What up, Heidi? 
Uh, what did you recommend? Harry Styles. Uh, Harry Styles' new the album. new one where yes. he's where you see his naked back. I guess not backside, back Just back. Yeah, but it's his solo stuff, so not with One Direction. No. Uh, so I, I'm fairly interested to hear it. Yeah, I didn't really care for Harry Styles, but then I saw him in Dunkirk, and I was like, well, he's pretty good there, so maybe he's all right. <laughs> did you hear that they're talking about? Well, casting, that, casting casting him, him as, as James, James Bond. Bond, yeah, yeah. After Daniel Craig does the last movie, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. How crazy would that be? be maybe it'll work. He's British, true, and he's young, so they could make a bunch of movies with him, true. Either way, but anyway, so look forward uh, soon to that one-off episode coming up. And if you have any re- recommendations that you want us to do a one-off episode, drop us a line, uh, American and Tunes at Gmail dot com, or on all the social media sites. Instagram, yep. Twitter, Facebook, American Brews and Tunes, you can find us. Send us a DM. Yes. We would a direct message. Love to do new albums. Um, yep. Beer so, wise, uh, has this hops and tastes different for you? What do you think? Um, I would say it tastes fairly similar. Um, as it's warmed up a little bit, the flavors that I was tasting before have kind of become more pronounced. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the sweetness, I think, kind of yeah. comes out a little bit more. Uh, but I think it's still great. Super so great. delicious. It is. It's so, so good. Let's see that we finish these and. Uh, Sign off until next week. Sounds good. I'm going to finish mine in probably a half gulp because I don't have that much left. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm probably going to have to take two gulps, but... Well, half gulp for me. All righty. shibbity beep Once again, my name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Old Man Rust. Well, thanks for being here, Old Man Rust. Yep, sounds good. See you later. Okay. Give me a high five. Nice. We hop slam palms, Old Man Rust. And I'm Jesse Titus. And this is... American Bruising Tunes! Tunes! That was terrible. (laughs) Oh, you guys are great. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Bruising Tunes. Shibbity-beeba-day!